0: So you're confident then? I I mean, you know the expression, go big or go home? Mm. I am not at home. Welcome to another episode of the list of absolutely everything that might kill you. The show which could just save your life. I'm Matt Edmondson. And I'm Adam Kay. This week, we're adding two more potentially fatal items to the list. So come on then, join us, put on your high viz, fasten your seatbelt, and most importantly, keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. I'm ready. I, I think you're going to be a bit annoyed by mine today. Uh, much like the thing that I've gone for, it's been circling this podcast for a while and uh, oh. I've been slightly in defence of it, but I needed to break glass for something that I thought would be a big hitter today. Okay, and mine is mine is flying. Flying? Fly you know, you know how on the news every few days there's been some horrendous plane crash. Yeah. I'm hoovering all of those up. that I was gonna say, and, on the news um, and on the nose. It's so obvious that one. It is. But mm. here we are. But do you know what? I don't know how obvious it is because obviously there are plane fatalities, but most flights, fine, hey, isn't there? That's, that's what they—that's what they want you to no, think. No, there's like some statistic isn't there where everyone says, "Oh, you know, it's yeah, you're, more, you're likely more likely to, likely to die, die in a car. Yeah, you're more likely to die on the the steps on the way up to the plane. Exactly, dr- they can't be right. Yeah, you're more likely to fall into the baggage carousel and be lost forever. But the people who say that are probably in the pocket of big plane. They might be. Um, I'm hoping that they are correct and that you get egg all over your face and it'll be an egg that's in omelette form and will have been reheated in a microwave under a piece of foil on a plane. I'm talking about a plane breakfast. I will say from my, as ever, extensive research, Yes. I, I stopped my extensive research because I was feeling very, very sick and I suddenly had the feeling that I might not want to go on a plane again. Are you a nervous flyer, anyway? No, absolutely fine with it. Right. This is the first time I felt queasy mm. about it. Reading these reports, the myriad ways that shit can go down—shit, including you, your and all your <laughs> mm. people who you love. Yeah, and your actual shit, which is in your body, in you, and during the course of the descent, they <laughs> they well may well have exit, left it. Yeah, and quite appropriately. <laughs> yeah, you've hit the ejector seat on that. You know I said previously? I had that slightly caveman-like thought about fire, Where if I yes. think about it too much. I think, what is that? I have the same feeling on a plane. Not being in a metal coffin flying through exactly. the sky. It's defying all of the known laws of gravity. No one knows how they work. Some physics has kicked off, and now here I am hurtling through the sky. I'm above the clouds. I'm like a god up here. So the, the single thing... That worries me on planes, is how sometimes on the way back it's two hours quicker or something on the way. <laughs> how, yeah, is how it, it's, you're just being blown a bit further. I, I want I want something that it's correct to the second I and know. it's the same backwards and forwards. And the captain's often like, we uh, we had a bit of a wind behind us there. I don't want a wind behind us. Oh, I want you to be in charge of the speed. Imagine I'm driving my car. Fuck! How, how did you how did you get up here to Edinburgh in forty five minutes? Well, just quite windy. It was just good good air conditions. Really good, yeah. Let me tell you some of the things that I read that made me feel slightly queasy. I don't know if I want to hear these. I, I, do you know what? So I, tell, tell me about your 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 flying. Weirdly, now. I because I'm I'm quite risk averse with flying. I'm okay. Firstly, I have a sort of plane narcolepsy, so as soon as I sit down on a plane, I fall asleep. Wow. Yeah. Before wow. it's taken off often. So I've often been on flights where yeah. Your body just shuts down. My body shut down and I wasn't aware of takeoff or landing. And I just sort of opened my eyes like I've blinked. So you teleported. Yeah, exactly. I've blinked and there I am in uh, well Glasgow probably. Whilst, whilst your wife has been She's been looking she after your two children yeah. two screaming Scream- yeah, to while crying. you're pretending to be asleep exactly. next to her. Okay, fine. Um so and then I I think if the plane started to go down, I know there's nothing I can do about it, and I have no way of controlling that, and so I think I'm at peace with it. How about if the, the plane was going down because the, the pilot had, you know, had some sort of terrible, terrible brain event? Yeah, and uh, would you be able to have a go? I'd give it a try. I mean, I'd recently smashed my car into a bollard. Yep. Yeah, that's not <laughs> I, I I don't think that... No, you think that you're saying the controls are harder on a plane? I think they might be slightly harder. Well, I drive an automatic, that's why. So oh, yeah. I, I think planes are mostly automatic, aren't they? Before you apply to be a pilot, uh-huh. can I tell you the story of Captain Tim Lancaster? Please do. He was taking the BA five three nine zero from Birmingham Airport. Right. What he didn't know when he got into the plane is the uh, the night before they'd replaced the windscreen. Okay. In this case, they hadn't quite screwed the screws in right. Oh dear. And so shortly after taking off, half the windscreen flew out. And as you know from films, what now happens is uh, Captain Thank Tim you. Lancaster gets sucked, get sucked out. <laughs> Did he, was he sucked out of the plane? He was sucked out of the plane. But someone grabbed him. <gasps> these um, the, the co-pilot, yeah. and then sort of presumably did the thing. Sorry, could we get a, a member of the, yeah. the cabin through? Well, why was the co-pilot not being sucked out? And it was only half the windscreen. so oh, he, was the right, the, okay, he was on the right. on the right side. And then they got you know loads of loads of the cabin crew came through, and they're all sort of holding him. he's on the outside. Of the, of, of the plane, yeah. and his head no. is repeatedly smashing against oh. the, the plane as it, as, it, as it goes along. But they are, they're under strict instruction of the co-pilot not to let go, because if they let go, then his body will fly into the engine just off to the side, yes. and that will turn a, a problem for uh, the pilot to a problem for... Everyone else, yeah. One small death for man, one giant death for mankind. Exactly. They land. And somehow the bloke's fine. He's all right. I mean, he's initial I mean, he's broken loads of bones and things. He's got frostbite, but he lived and went on to continue piloting planes. Wow! And That's... then sort of retired at retirement age. Wow! And he's got the most incredible selfie from his time. <laughs> 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 and there are photos. I mean, some some of the. So some of the, the cabin crew were like, actually, I'm going to take a picture of him. Did they and actually? Yeah, so there's pictures of him sort of oh my goodness. hanging outside. And that made me think, I'm not going to be a pilot. What? Why Why could they not pull him back in? I don't know. The, the forces. Right, maybe, if you, forces get, and maybe pressures. if you get too close to the window yourself, you'll, you'll get, get out, Yeah, yeah, But it looked, from the pictures I saw, they were really trying. Bit of fresh air never hurt anybody. I read I read a horrendous thing. This was, this was actually fine because only one person died, which in the scheme of the incident, I think you'll agree, was was a win. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, that's some uh, interesting PR, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got some uh, good news and some bad news, but I think you'll find that the good news is better because 100 people could have died, but only one did. Aloha Flight 243 in 1988. There was something that I, was, I felt too sick to, to, to explore further called explosive decompression. Right. Occurred. Uh, and what that meant in real terms is the lid came off the plane. It became instantly convertible. Oh, my gosh. Like a tin of beans being opened. Maybe sardines because it's sort of, it's long ways, isn't it? And that was, the seatbelts were doing a lot of work. <gasps> So one person died. Is that the person who didn't have their seatbelt on? That was, it was sadly a member of the cabin crew. Oh no, that's awful. So, so every, I thought I knew, you know, that stuff happens like a big load of ducks fly into the engine or something. You don't see the mountain that's just coming up over the, over the- The, the other you know, mountain. Over the other mountain. But there's so many ways that the plane can- if, and, if the roof came off a plane and you were on it, do you, how hard would you have to fight the compulsion to put your hands up in the air like you are on a roller coaster? Uh, um yeah this this is the one that made me i think made me sickest because this is a mistake that i make with my car and i hope that pilots don't make with their planes okay what is it parallel parking (laughs) it is exactly air canada 1983 ran out of fuel oh no it didn't fill up properly oh no they didn't put the wrong one in, did they? No, they put the. They, they turned put, up. For they assumed the the someone else had yeah. done it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and they, and, they, and, they, and they were in the air and all the lights were flashing and they were like, well, surely someone filled it up. Oh, my goodness. And then it totally ran out of fuel. Oh, my goodness. Turning the plane at that point into a glider. Right. And so it was just. The just plane a, was just silent. Like a paper airplane. Like a paper airplane. Right. And he was having to go. Uh, sort oh, of, my goodness. Sort of steer it, steer it back down somehow. Got away with it. No. And well they that was landed. I, they landed a, a plane that was just that a glider. No yeah. Oh my goodness me. So on one hand, full marks to the pilot for landing it. Mm. On the other hand, absolutely no marks for to the pilot checking. who didn't check there was no fucking fuel in the plane. You would really n- notice that on a plane as well. I mean, obviously you'd notice it, but you'd really know because planes are noisy. There's that sort of white noise, which I think is why I go to sleep like a little baby. Oh yeah. But if that all stopped, that would be yes. an eerie silence, wouldn't it? Also, how would you do the, the announcement? Megaphone? You don't. Oh, no, no, it's not so much the practicalities of how you tell the people, but what do you say? Hmm. How do you keep everyone calm and also say... My bad. guys? <laughs> my bad. A very, it's a very my bad, isn't it? Yes. It's my very, very bad. Hmm. It's not like, uh, is there anyone on here who's a doctor? or anyone in here who can fly a plane, is there anyone on here who's smuggled on some fuel? Yes, hundreds and hundreds of litres of yeah. diesel. They'd be limited to 200 mils of diesel, wouldn't yes. they? Yes, well, they've got, they got lots of diesel, but it's all in separate little containers. Ah! Talking of liquids on planes, which we literally, which just we were. literally were, there's an email from Aidan from Bolton. i just spent a week visiting some friends in Germany And I was on what seemed like a perfectly normal flight back to Manchester. That's a common start to a story. But also, are you going to email in with a flight that was absolutely fine? Maybe he just really enjoyed it. (laughs) Lovely time. time. After about 20 minutes, there was a bit of commotion, a few rows in front of me. And it seemed like someone was quite unwell. Oh dear. Mm. The cabin crew started rushing around and I saw a man who was clearly struggling to breathe Uh-oh. being helped towards the front of the plane. Mm. I was slightly confused when a woman in the same area started carefully removing a Tupperware box as if it was radioactive from the overhead locker above this guy's seat. It turned out her onion soup had leaked onto him. And he's would had a severe allergic. So to drip down. What? Who's bringing onion soup? soup. I mean, surely that—that's not under a hundred mils. We had to make an emergency landing. Thankfully, the guy was okay. But lesson learned. Um, that is. There's so many things have gone wrong here. I know. Yeah. So. 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 She's thought, well, I don't trust the plane meals. And good on her, they're grim. They, they can be very, very grim. painfully bad. She's gone, what is the most offensive smelling thing I could take onto a flight? It's a ballsy move. Do you think he was allergic to onion or to soup? Soup. <laughs> soup, 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 yeah. definitely. That's a very common mm. a common allergy. So I live with, and I'm also married to, someone who is very, very, very afraid of flying. It's like watching a film with someone who wants to say, and who's that? And what's that? What's happened there? Watching a film with me, basically. Um, But it's him, but with every sound that happens. (gasps) What's that sound? Yes. I I mean, I don't know. And that sound, I don't know. Mm. Everything's fine. Nothing's on fire. I can't smell any smoke. Everything's fine. That's, I don't know, the landing gear, some, you know, pigeon. I don't. If you were offered as a service, or maybe if James were offered as a service, that you could be anesthetized if at the airport you turn up they literally knock you out. Yeah. You get on the plane. There's someone there to make sure your body doesn't get tampered with or that it does if that's what you've requested. (laughs) Yeah. And then you, when you get there, you, they transport you to your hotel, and then you just sort of peacefully wake up. Oh, so you you miss the transfer and all the everything waiting for the luggage. The way, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they wheel you through passport control. Someone oh, looks at yeah. your photo and goes, yep, yeah, he's, so, yes. he's actually less pale now that he's knocked out and unconscious <laughs> than he is in this photo. Great. Get him on through. I'm not afraid of flying, and I would like to have that service. Wouldn't it be incredible? Also, that, you, but, you could think how many people you can cram into the aircraft. Oh, because you don't, you don't need any creature comforts whatsoever. Yeah, just stack it's the body, it, pile it like of bodies, pile the bodies Hundreds of people. Exactly. Put us in with the luggage, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Someone, someone told us a, a trick, if you're worried... On a plane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when there's turbulence and it feels like everything's juddering up and down. Yeah. At that point, you know, James is recording his last will and testament onto voice notes. Sure. The trick is to look at the cabin crew. Right. Because if the cabin crew are calm and they're just going around, you know, offering you some more honey roasted peanuts, right. then everything's fine. The danger is if you look at them and they are panicking, that's going to fuel your panic more. So if I am in a plane crash, and I really hope that I'm not, don't we all? How would I survive it? I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that everyone hopes you won't be in a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> to spoil their fun, I'm going to try and save myself. How okay. do I do it? So, basically, it doesn't matter where you sit, because if you sit at the front of the plane, that's only good if, you know, the, it's the back of the plane that gets, you know, something smashes into. So, basically, that's all quite bad. Be fairly near an exit... Right, I think people who are more than six or seven rows away from an exit have a slightly uh, worse chance, so okay. near an exit. Wear your seat belt very, very tight. Yeah, I always do. Because I, I don't, and I, I, I learned something here. I do it as a, a sort of gesture. Like, how much of a difference, if we're, if we're spiralling in a fireball into the North Atlantic... Does it make that much of a difference how tight the seatbelt is and whether my tray is in the full upright position? Right. Turns out, yes, and you do make a difference by having it really doing a real pelvic grip. Okay. This this is the piece of advice that I'm not sure how helpful it is because I think it might also cause panic like that flight attendant. The piece of advice is the brace position is important. So do practice the brace position. I think if I saw someone Practicing. on the plane yeah. in the brace position, I would. My heart rate would rise. Mm. What is uh, the brace position? It's just covering your sort of tuck, t- tucking, it's tucking in. your head into your into your knees. Should we try it? Ready? Yeah, go on. Brace please, your brace. No. Oh, I brought my knees to my head. I oh, sorry, I brought okay. my knees to my head. Okay, that's so that, not good. That's why it's worth you got to practice doing it. Okay, head to knees. Yeah. To, yeah. To brace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, how does that help? I don't know, but it does. Yeah. Basically, what I'm learning as this podcast goes on is, if any danger comes your way, roll into a ball. Yes. Like, be. Basically, learn from an earwig. I will say, before we ask Jen for the results, that it goes without saying, I have seen thousands of stories of horrendous plane crashes that I haven't inflicted on. You, Matt, and the the listening audience. But needless to say, it can go really fucking wrong. It can go bad. And when it does, it isn't good. You could crash land on an island uh, full of mystery and intrigue. Uh, Polar bears, smoke monsters. Eventually you get bored and stop watching? Yes. uh, You could get to a denouement, which is incredibly unsatisfying. You are promised answers and they were never delivered. Does anyone know what was going on? Were they in purgatory? Were they not? Why has the lead act from it never been in anything else ever again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's a long grudge you've held. uh, uh, The only saving grace is I watched all of Lost illegally from a Chinese streaming site, and I'm glad I did. Wow! (laughs) Uh, So I presume this is the last episode before you go to prison for major fraud. No, that was a joke, Adam. Of Um, course, of course, I bought the the VHS presumably at the time DVD box set and uh, watched it. Excellent. Uh, I can't find it actually; it's lost. Right over to Jen, who will tell us quite how massively fatal planes are.
1: Interestingly, given that many of us have a phobia of flying, air travel is actually statistically much safer than other ways of getting around. Calculating the risk requires us to do some maths. At just one micromort per 1000 miles travelled, it's twice as safe as taking the train, 100 times safer than travelling by car, and 3000 times safer than hopping on a motorbike. The average plane user goes on six and a half flights per year, and each flight is an average of 980 kilometres. So that roughly equates to a Micromort score of four annually.
0: I thought it'd be uh, a lot deadlier. That's good news for all of us, though, I think. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's good for the plane-flying public, and it's good in particular for you. Specifically for me, on two counts. One, the plane-flying. Two, this podcast. I think I've guessed what yours is going to be from your subtle clue. Yes. That it's circling around us. Yes. Is it roundabouts is it sharks? <laughs> it's sharks? It's Sharks. Yes, it's Sharks. We've spoken a bit about Sharks. I was uh, saying that they got a bit of a bad rap because of Jaws. Yes. And, I mean, that is true, actually. I, I is sem- it a bad rep? Yeah, reputation. Why do you abbreviate it as a rap, then? <laughs> <laughs> Raputation. <laughs> is it a bad rep or a bad rap? I think it's a bad rap. Do you? But you <laughs> think it's waistcoat. Waistcoat. <laughs> um... <laughs> Can someone Google whether it's bad rep or bad rap? I think they get a bit of a bad rap. And if it turns out that it's bad rep, I will do a rap about sharks, which will cover my tracks. So, producer Daryl says that uh, you are correct. I'm just waiting for an apology. I'm very sorry, and I resign. I'm refusing a resignation. Okay. But I admire your honour. Thank you. Because <laughs> we've got to finish the podcast. And i got a lot of work that I've done researching sharks that's going to go to waste if you suddenly disappear. Yeah, those weeks you spent at the Marine Museum and Library. I've got a, uh, a year's pass to the Sea Life Centre. So, as I said, Jaws, bad news for sharks. Quite a lot of misconceptions around the relentlessness of shark attacks. But I think you think, oh, if there's a shark, they're going to attack people. Why, so, have, you chose, why have you chosen a topic which, has, which you're now doing down? Well, just wait, because I've not gotten to the deaths yet. Okay, fine. <laughs> if you want to know, in 2021, that's a year that's relatively recent in time. It's recent. There were a total of 73 unprovoked attacks by sharks on humans. Of the 73, guess how many were fatal? 52. Nine. Only nine oh. were fatal. And I, I was hoping for a higher number two. Oh, now- so hang on. Yeah. What are we... Because in my mind, a shark is one of is a great white, but does it also include some of these things which are technically called a shark and they're the size of a you know size of a minnow yeah probably a minnow shark exactly been attacked by a minnow shark and now I sort of need a small band aid yes it could be that yeah if one of them sort of grazes past your knee is that an assault is it, is it, is it sort of this whole gbh versus abh thing well yes so you've got good odds if a shark shark attacks you yeah quite good I, th- I mean so far I'm feeling I'm feeling the planes because does a shark ever take out 135. People in one go. If it was on a plane, I think it would. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Sharks on a plane. Someone get these motherfucking sharks off this motherfucking plane. I'd, I'd be keen to get the sharks off the plane. Mm, actually, I would too. Have you seen snakes on a plane? No. You've really seen no none of the greats, have you? Right. Let me give you some more facts. So, an average of seventy-six shark attacks per year, with six fatalities a year, is the average. And that's nothing. Mm. That's going to be that's going to be less than like. The bis- the chocolate biscuit the twirl right yeah that, that that'll probably be about seven or eight that's another that's that's another potential sponsor, sponsor yeah yeah delicious though delicious definitely worth dying for uh, the United States top of the leaderboard for unprovoked shark attacks I don't know how you oh what a provoked shark oh yeah attack so would you be. think there might be more provoked ones you've dissed the shark's mum and it's come for you or, I don't know or there's 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 some island where they've copied the matador. Regime. Yes, it's and like the, underwater polo. Yes. But with matadoring. Yes, and uh, a trident. A rusty trident. And do we know what the. What's causing these shark attacks? Sharks. Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the major suspect. Well, the, 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 I don't know uh, how uh, I, can, uh, if I can spell it out for you anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> The clue is in the title. Well, there's a shark attack. So, presumably that there are obviously areas that are more dangerous because they're sharkier. Yeah, the ones with the sharks in. The <laughs> ones with the sharks. If you see sharks, just avoid those. Let me, let me take you way back in time, way back to the first documented shark attack. Yeah, Obviously, there would have been shark attacks before that, but uh, they died, so they couldn't document them. But this one was. It occurred in the waters of Havana Harbour in Cuba That's in lame. 1749. Picture the scene. Well, picture a seaman. Brooke Watson went for a swim and was set upon by a shark. Now, he managed to escape with his life, but not all of his limbs. The shark bit off his right foot during the struggle. And he was only 14 at the time of the attack. Oh, God. But they did die young. They, you know, life moved at a faster pace back then, I think. So that, you're saying that's equivalent of being like sort of mid-40s? At middle age, I think, okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. He was on his way out. That's going to affect your swimming away from the shark, isn't it? Definitely. He had his right leg amputated below the knee. Yep. Returned to sea, What had a successful career as a trader, Oh, lovely life, then became the mayor of London. Hang on. And if that, that isn't a rags to riches story, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's a, that's a real twist. I'm sure you didn't, you didn't skip to the wrong tab and read the end of a different Wikipedia no. page. <laughs> yep, yeah. And his name was Sadiq Khan. <laughs> oh, no. No, you're right. No, Brooke Watson, mayor of London. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. Okay, there you go. that's the, good. The famous one-legged mayor. Now, I was a bit contrite earlier, wasn't I, when you asked me why these shark attacks happen. But in the vast majority of cases, the attacks are a mistake. I don't think the shark... Hang on. It's not premeditated. It's a mistake? It's a mistake, yeah. Well, what do sharks normally Sorry, eat? Sorry, guys. Uh, Sorry. They eat uh, fish. Fish. So th- so they're not generally into red... Are we red meat? Uh, I don't. Or we're white no. meat? We're sort of more like... I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I'm know like, the classification. We're like a goose. Not quite, no one quite knows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not into... Gen- they not into humans. No, no, no. Uh, I guess they're, they're not having much land-based food normally, are they? No. They're uh, more on the surf than the turf. That's right. By nature of <laughs> yeah. living in water. They eat fish, sea turtles, whales. Sea turtles? Yeah. Ooh, that's going to... Yes, tricky, that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. They, I think they just like with um oysters. They oh, just yeah, just suck, suck them out of them. the shell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, sea turtles. Whales. Whales? Yep. Okay. Uh, the that's a big that's a big meal. Sea lions and seals. Humans don't contain enough of the high-fat meat that sharks crave. Pick for yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, a
0: shark may make the exception for some people. It, it tends to just be wrong place, wrong time. So presumably the answer to how do we avoid shark attack is Keep don't go to wrong place. I, I'd advise you not to surf. Yes. You don't don't need to advise me not to surf. Yes. I've worked that one out myself. Is that because if you're surfing, the sharks see you as a blini? Yeah. Exactly. You're like a big banana split. Got it. Yeah. It's to do with sort of vibrations and things like that. And also the shape of the surfboard. Looks delicious. It looks delicious. Yeah. Fine. Looks like a beautiful big uh, (laughs) Rivita, which is, uh, which is, you. Missed off the list of things they oh, like, yeah, that's other than sea, 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 sea turtles, that's sea lions, and whatnot. Right, right. exactly. Also, I know you like to go spear fishing. But, yes, but you you're not going to ruin my spear fishing holiday. You, are you might, yeah, you might have to just curb that because the blood in the water, coupled with the electrical impulses given off by the dying fish as it struggles on the end of your spear, could lead to the shark sensing those signals with its detectors. Oh, so is it? It is true that sharks smell blood and then go after you yeah they can smell blood but they can also uh, sense those electrical signals have you been scuba diving i have i hated it because because of the whole it's breathing it's oh, I, yes. I had to yeah they were like so just breathe in through your mouth and out through your nose and then i was like is it in through your nose and out through your mouth? i can't remember and then i was like oh my god i'm really focused on my breathing oh my god I don't, what if i what if i get down there and i can't oh my god and so i couldn't go down and so my wife went down, and I bobbed on the surface. See and you, occasionally you snorkeled? Dunked, yeah, I sort of, with all the gear on. I sort of dunked my head and occasionally just checked that she was still alive. Yep, she's down there. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't get down to a depth where I was like, if all of this came off, I wouldn't survive. Is scuba stuff attractive to a shark? I don't know. You're I, um, a meal with a fizzy drink on your back. Maybe. It's I, um, like a Boots meal deal. All you need is some <laughs> massive crisps. Exactly. What's well, the rive eater, that's where the yeah. thing comes in. I mean, I only know their taste in food, not their taste in fashion, so I can't let you know whether or not they would see someone in scuba gear and think, yep, I would like to go for that. If you do happen to find yourself in the vicinity of a shark... Badly injure the person you're with and swim away exactly. much faster. You bite their leg before the shark does? Yes. You... Then they'll be bleeding. Either one of you or both of you are going to die. It might as well be... One, one of, of you. Human, bite human. Shark, eat human. Yeah. Other human, escape. And and at that point, you deny... Yeah, you never you, say you, anything. You, we wouldn't. I mean, now I've said it on mm. this podcast... And if I am in that scenario, fingers will be pointed, yeah. but they can't really prove it. Yeah. Why have you got so much blood around your mouth? What's going on? I tried to fend off the shark the only way I knew. Right. We've tested it in the lab and it's human blood. Oh, shit. Yeah. But is that a crime? <laughs> I think it is. It is a crime. It, it is, is a crime. I think it is. Yeah. By trying to kill someone else to save your own life. Yeah. You weren't a- trying to kill him. You were just trying to draw blood. I was just trying to draw blood and also incapacitate them, exactly. so I could es- escape while the while the shark was busy I eating think, you. I, I think it's manslaughter at the very worst. Okay, fine. Um, I'm worried about that. So, anything else I can do? Well, other than yeah, staying inside and biting you. Yeah. So, first and foremost, try not to panic. Easier said than done, of course. Yeah. Far more likely to get bitten by a shark if you attempt to swim away at speed than if you stay perfectly still. I'm not going to trust that one. I think there is no chance. No, if a th- shark is coming towards me, I will stay still. I'm going to swim away from it. No, it's like Jurassic Park. They okay. can't see you if you don't move. But you don't have the warning because you can't have a, a cup of tea with the, with with the, the vibrations. Ribbons. Yes, in. Yeah, it would just go it would get, <laughs> Yeah. It would, have an it, extremely a, diluted cup of tea. Yeah. Secondly, maintain eye contact with the shark. Just to be polite. I don't. Maintain eye contact with people. It's difficult. Also, I, it's weird if you do too much. Of it, I don't know, isn't I, Have you noticed that I never look at your eyes? No. Am I looking at your eyes? Now? You are now. Yes. I'm not. No. No. What are you looking look at? at? Your mouth. Really? I'm a mouth looker. Uh, don't look. Stop it. looking at my mouth. No, I like it. I get no information from people's eyes whatsoever. From your mouth, I can I can see the words you're forming with the mouth. If you slur something, I've probably. I you can see what I have for it. lunch. Exactly I'll eat a pizza with your eyes A, I don't like it I'm looking at them now yeah don't like it I feel uncomfortable not into it okay look at your mouth so with a shark I'd struggle particularly because it's, it's got such a big mouth and yes. such relatively small eyes yeah a lot of teeth to take in yeah because've they've, they've got something like 42 million teeth or something they're yeah. really designed for eating you you yes. claim they're only into sea turtles but oh no, they, they want to that's just for cracking the back of a turtle <laughs> even after you've made eye contact with it. One of two things will happen. Yeah, the shark will try and make love to you. That's fine. That's that isn't official by the way. I just assume. Okay, fine. You know. Or if you're not making love to it, you can punch it in the gills or the eyes or the nose. So punch it in any of those three places. Okay. I I think I'm going gills because eyes and nose are very close to the mouth, mm. which I think is going to be the bit that's going to cause me the most problems. Yes, I think you're right. I think of the three gills is the one. What gills for? They're for breathing, are they? I think so, yeah. yeah. You could smother the gills with a pillow if you have it Yeah, one. you could do. Okay, well, I, f- I think I'm feeling fairly relaxed about a shark attack and also feeling fairly relaxed about winning this because you've previously told me there's only like six a year. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's six a day dying in plane. surely minimum. I was trying to figure six out... Six per plane. Six per plane. I was trying to figure out if uh, there were any British shark attacks. There have only been 17 shark attacks in British waters since 1785. So there's not that many. No, that's... That's not many at all. So basically, they're not that dangerous, all right? Sharks okay, are on that fine. more of a Hollywood myth. If you see a shark, it's probably fine. Shall we get Jen to uh, confirm, confirm that the shark is in fact the safest animal in the world? Let's find out what Jen has to say.
1: So our best source of data regarding shark-related fatalities is the International Shark Attack File, also known as the ISAF. And it says that in the US... Your risk of death by shark stands at one in 4,332,817 over a lifetime. While in Australia, it's more likely at one in 975,000 or a micromort score of 1.02. On our leaderboard, it ranks less likely than death by flying. But don't forget, you can increase your odds of shark safety by never going in the sea. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I should have gone with flying sharks. There we go. Much more likely to die on a plane than uh, be eaten by a shark. Obviously, there is the chance you have the one-two where your plane crashes. Yes. Go down the inflatable slide. Straight into a shark's mouth. Straight into a shark's mouth. <laughs> your little whistle isn't going to help you exactly. then, is it? Yeah. You try desperately to insert your fingers into its gills. But you're on the inside <laughs> already. you on the inside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah that could happen. I mean, imagine. Oh, a well, lucky day for the shark. Incredible. Oh, yeah. It's like a just a buffet be- being delivered. Exactly. It's a deliveroo. Like a, like a sushi uh, restaurant with all the food <laughs> just being ushered towards you on a little travelator. Well, do you know what? I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also kind of pleased for the sharks because I, in my heart of heart, I trusted them. The list of absolutely everything that might kill you is a podcast from Podimo and What's the Story Sounds. It's presented by me, Adam Kay. And me, Matt Edmondson. The episodes are researched and produced by Jack O'Kennedy, executive producers for Podimo are Jake Chudnow and Matt White. And for What's the Story Sounds, it's Daryl Brown and Sophie Ellis.